0: Hi guys, how do you feel about playing a little game? Games are always fun, so why don't you tell me what's the last thing you had to eat? I mean, if you're eating right in the second, this is going to be very easy for you to answer. However, if your last meal has been a while ago, then you might need a bit of time to think about what's the last thing you ate. I give you exactly 3 seconds, 3 to 1, please tell me now. The next step of the game is to go and grab the packaging of this food that you had to eat and read the list of ingredients. Now again, if you threw away the packaging because you had this food a while ago and you thought you wouldn't need the packaging anymore, then that's very unfortunate. You can't participate in the game anymore. No that's okay, I'll give you an excuse this time only and you can grab another packaging of any food that's available to you and that you have been eating or will eat and you can just read the list of ingredients for that food instead. Now the fun part of the game is to tell me the one ingredient that strikes you the most because you've never heard of it and you might not even know how to pronounce it. It's this weird chemical that you feel belongs better into a chemistry lesson rather than into your food and now you start to wonder if you poisoned yourself, if that thing is even edible and what the heck were you feeding yourself. I mean, oh my god. Yeah, that worse me when I read the packaging of my soy sausages and then it said something called methyl cellulose. I even had to Google how to pronounce it because I've never heard of it before, and it really doesn't sound like something I should be eating, um, yeah, and now this game turned out to be not as much fun as expected, because we all realized that we're eating weird chemicals, well, this episode is actually focusing on your choices when it comes to food, and I want to discuss with you uh, what's a healthy food and what's an unhealthy food and how much or how important your diet really is for you. When it comes to your choice in food and your food shopping routine, then you probably don't have the time to read the list of ingredients for every food that you're shopping. And that's totally understandable. And you probably instead go by short heuristics, such as the familiarity of a product, so you buy the things that you know you like and you're used to them, um, or you go by the kind of outside appearance of a product. So if a packaging appeals to you, you're going to buy it. And some common factors that influence your choices are statements such as being low in calories or being low in sugar, low in fat because you think these type of foods are healthy for you, so you end up buying it. The problem here is though that food labeling is extremely misleading. Food labels are hardly standardized, and that means companies can write really anything that makes you buy them. For example, when it comes to seeing a cookie is low sugar, That doesn't mean it doesn't contain any sugar at all. And now the question is, what does low really mean? Low is so relative, and it can turn out that it just contains less sugar than the normal version of this cookie, but it still contains too much sugar to be healthy. And there you go, then this low sugar label doesn't mean anything at all. And... Two very striking examples um, come from um, two comparisons that I've picked for you. So you might know or have seen these tables listing the macronutrients. So these little tables that show you the amount of calories, the amount of fat, the amount of sugars inside your product. And then they're also nicely color-coded, so it's easier for you to understand what this really means. And a green Code means that this is all healthy and good for you to eat, and the red one means that uh, you should stay away from the product, right? Well, let's compare a Diet Coke with a strawberry, or not just one strawberry, a serving of strawberries of 100 grams specifically. So if we compare that, turns out that the Diet Coke must be super healthy for you because it's labeled in green all the way. It's got hardly any calories. It's under 1% of your daily intake for calories. And it's got no sugar, no fat, so it's perfectly healthy, right? In contrast to that, we have the strawberries. And the strawberries turn out to have 20% of your daily sugar intake and 5 times more calories than your Diet Coke. And the key message seems to be that Diet Coke is better than strawberries. So, well, the same when we compare almonds to low-fat crisps. The low-fat crisps, 25-gram low-fat crisps, have only 5% of your recommended calorie intake per day, whereas almonds, the same amount of almonds, so 25-gram, have already um, 10% of your recommended intake. So that's twice as much. And the same goes for fat. So almonds have 80% of your recommended intake in fat, whereas the low-fat crisps have only 8%. So again, the bottom line seems to be that low crisps, uh, low fat crisps, low crisp, yeah, low fat crisps seem to be healthier than almonds, right? But wait a second there, Th- this doesn't add up. That's not what, you know, should be happening because we all know that fruits like strawberries are extremely healthy And Diet Coke could nowhere in no reality ever be healthier than a fruit like strawberries. So what's happening there? Well, as I told you, food labels are extremely messed up and I hope you got the point. So let's have a look at what you should be really looking out for and how you can overcome this problem of food label mess And I want to tell you, yeah, what's really a healthy product and what's an unhealthy food. So let's look at that a bit closer. First of all, I want to really establish, however, why your diet and your food choices are so important. Your diet is so important because what you eat and what you feed your body is what your body is functioning with, works with, And it really determines everything you do. So it determines your energy levels, your health, your fitness level, your brain performance. If you don't have a good diet, then all these things will suffer. But if you have a healthy diet, you can boost your own performance and your energy and your health. Um, And when we even go on in this kind of causal chain then it turns out that diet has an impact on your job success, on your productivity, on your creativity, and you can boost your own performance, your own work, your own everyday um, activities by having a healthier or in general a healthy diet. One particular example uh, is coming from neuroscience. So it's not just about investing in yourself right now in this moment, um, keeping a healthy diet and keeping it long term is also an investment into your older self. So as you might know, when we get older, our cognitive performance declines. And this is because our brain actually shrinks when we get older, so the volume becomes less. However, if you have a healthy diet, you can counteract this loss in volume, this loss of cognitive performance and ability. um, And a healthy diet can in some way protect you against developing um, certain diseases that are linked to um, your brain or it can also help you to um, not have as fast as a cognitive decline as with an unhealthy diet. Yeah, so overall, a healthy diet can really... um, make you more productive or more, well, healthy because it's a healthy diet and it can also protect you against the development of certain diseases um, and especially when you're getting older because that is when you're more likely to develop all these diseases that are out there. So with a healthy diet, you can really counteract this. Now, what really means to have a healthy diet? Because then again, you know, when you try to figure out what's a healthy diet and you Google it, there's going to be lots of people telling you this is healthy, this is not healthy, this diet is healthier than the other one. So you end up asking yourself, what really is a healthy diet? Um, and when you look into science and into the literature, it says that a healthy diet is a Mediterranean diet. The Mediterranean diet is essentially a diet that's rich in vegetables and fruits in nuts, it also has um, fish intake, quite a, like a moderate amount. Um, it has a low amount of meat intake as well actually. Um, but the most important part is this high amount of vegetables and fruits. It's been shown that when you have this Mediterranean diet, you can actually decrease your risk to have a stroke by 40%. So when you keep up this certain Mediterranean diet, you can lower your risk to have a stroke by 40%. It's also been shown that a Mediterranean diet can protect you against neurodegenerative diseases. So these are the diseases that are linked to your brain, you know, when you have uh, problems with um, your cognitive functioning. Um, the most common example is dementia. And it can also protect you against other diseases such as cardiovascular diseases, which are all the diseases linked to your heart and heart problems. And on top of that, it can also actually help you and protect you against cancer growth. So overall, it's really been shown that a Mediterranean diet seems to be the definition of a healthy diet or the best um, guideline to follow. Again, the question is, why is this particular diet the healthiest or why what makes it so healthy? It's really this high amount of vegetables and fruits and also of um, beans and lentils. This is because um, those type of foods are extremely loaded, with vitamins, with minerals, with antioxidants, with fiber. And these type of um, yeah chemicals are micronutrients. They play an important role for our body because, for example, vitamins and minerals, they determine how well our body can repair tissue or can um, grow new tissue, how well our immune function is, working. um, They can also determine how strong our bones are. So they are really important. Um, And for example, antioxidants also have an impact on your brain in the sense that they lower your oxidative stress in the brain. So over time, there are certain oxidative stress accumulating in your brain and your body and that leads to inflammation, which means to little injuries and wounds and, and to kind of um, heal them again and get rid of this oxidative stress, which is very harmful for your body and your brain. Um, antioxidants can help you with that. So yeah, overall, these micronutrients are the key to establishing what's a healthy diet and what not. And remember how we had the examples in the beginning with Diet Coke versus strawberries and almonds versus low-fat crisps where we compared the macronutrients, so the fat content, the calorie content, um, sugar content. Now let's compare them for the micronutrients because this is when we will actually find out what's been going wrong in the beginning with the whole comparison. So yes, I said we've, we previously compared them for their macronutrients, but now let's look at the micronutrients. Turns out that Diet Coke has no micronutrients whatsoever, whereas strawberries give you 100% of your vitamin C intake. For almonds and low-fat crisps, it turns out that, again, low-fat crisps, don't really give you a lot of micronutrients. Whereas almonds provide you with 50% of your vitamin E intake, they give you magnesium and they give you fiber. Now again as I said, all these micronutrients The vitamins, the minerals such such as magnesium, they are important for your muscle and nerve functioning, for your energy levels, for strength of your bones, for your immune functioning. So really everything that's happening in your body, um, they play such a big role. So that really gives the bottom message or the key message that you should compare products in terms of their micronutrients rather than their macronutrients. Of course, macronutrients also matter, but with all this kind of cheating from the industry going on that make Diet Coke seem to be super healthy because it contains no calories and no sugars, it's better to really look at the micronutrients here. Um also a side note there, you might wonder how Diet Coke achieves to have no calories and no sugar. The answer to that is they use sweeteners as a substitute for sugar. However, these sweeteners actually give you a higher risk to develop cancer. So that's just on a side note. Anyway, um, so we were talking about this importance of micronutrients and that this is a better guideline for you to determine if a food is healthy or not. Again, it's somehow really time consuming to look up the content of micronutrients for every single food that you're eating and to Google it. And if you don't really know, about food a lot if you're not a nutritionist, you you won't really have the time or the energy or the interest to look up the content of micronutrients in every food. So what kind of general rule can you apply to make healthier choices when it comes to your food? As we established, the food labels seem to be very misleading and not to be trusted, so what other rule can you apply? I give you the rule of thumb, To choose natural products over processed products. So any processed food is going to be unhealthier than a natural product. And when I talk about natural products, I mean products such as raw veggies and fruits that have not been processed in any way. So that means processed foods are any foods that have been modified uh, from their original state. And this includes your savory snacks such as crisps or chips, um, ready meals such as burgers or your frozen pizza, frozen potato wedges. It also contains your sweet desserts such as chocolate bars or donuts or Oreo cookies, but it also contains your soft drinks such as soda. So really anything where there is a certain process involved um, to turn the food from the raw state into something Else. And the more process that's been going on there, the unhealthier the food actually. Um, and yeah, it's really been um, investigated and shown that processed foods increase your risk to obtain obesity or develop cardiovascular diseases and um, get problems with your uh, cognition and with your brain. However, the sad story is that we tend to eat more and more processed foods um, compared to years before. So nowadays our diet is to 50% made out of processed foods. And it's also been shown that hardly anyone who eats so much processed foods reaches their nutritional goals, so their intake for recommended, their recommended intake for vitamins and minerals, so remember all the micronutrients. If your diet mainly consists of processed foods, you won't meet your um, recommended target for these um, nutrients. So only really the people that don't consume as many processed foods and rather consume um, or buy and eat the, the raw, natural products. That doesn't mean that you have to eat raw carrots all day long. You obviously um, make something out of them yourself, but it means that you don't buy a product in the shop that the industry processed for you. It's about making something out of the food yourself so processing it yourself so you know what's inside and you choose it and not the industry that adds a load of chemicals that's the point there right and if you um, choose more natural ingredients and then process them yourself you actually are more likely to reach your uh, nutrition goals right so this is the main rule of thumb that I want to recommend to you to try to buy more natural foods rather than processed foods. Um, However, I do recognize that there are certain challenges linked to this. So sometimes you don't have the time and energy to buy vegetables and then cook yourself because that requires time and sometimes you just don't have that or don't have the energy, can't be bothered, and then you rather have a ready meal that you just put in the microwave and it's ready in three minutes. Um, and I get that. That's understandable. I also understand that sometimes you don't really have the offer in the supermarket and there are just really unhealthy choices and it's hard for you to pick something that's um, not processed because you might not also like every type of um, vegetable or fruit or nut or bean or whatever so I get that as well there might also be money constraints um, because those unhealthy foods are actually sadly the cheapest ones mostly um, so yeah there are certain challenges that I do recognize that are out there and that make it harder for you to just you know have this healthy diet that you obviously probably want because you want to be healthy and you want to invest into your older self and your your health in the future as well so yeah what what can you do like are there certain strategies to overcome or tackle these challenges and I want to help you with that Um, so one thing you can do the first thing you can do really is to educate yourself about nutrition, about a healthy diet, what's a healthy diet, about food choices and become aware of what's going on. Now good on you because you can take that off your list already. You've listened to my episode and we were talking about this for the last, um I don't know, 15 minutes. So um you've already made the first step towards a healthier diet. Um So yeah, well done. You've already started your journey. Now, another thing that you can do is to monitor your food choices. So become really aware of what kind of foods you're eating, you're shopping, you tend to buy and really monitor it. For example, um, what do you snack on every day? So really think about what you choose and if it's a processed food or a ready meal or a soft drink and then, yeah, monitor it and become aware of that with this knowledge now um, that processed foods are not healthy for you because they lack in those very important micronutrients. And then when you monitor your food choices, you can start to make changes. You can start to change your diet. Now, when you do this, try to go in small steps rather than big ones. It's not so recommended to try to get rid of every processed food you have in the house now and just buy raw ingredients. I mean, it would be very admirable if you actually pull through and are successful with that um, change in a diet, but that big of a change um is likely to fail so try to go in small steps um try to you know set small goals but then be successful with them and see the success and keep going for example you could try to just replace your um snack between meals for now with a healthier snack so if you're at the moment snacking um usually a chocolate bar or uh, crisps then try to replace it by something healthy for example have some nuts or if you actually really like a certain fruit or vegetable snack on that so you can eat carrot with hummus or um also hummus is processed in a way as well but you know it's 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 okay <laughs> you are eating the carrots or eat some um a banana or an apple so try to replace one meal where you have processed food or highly processed food and then replace it with something healthier. You can also try to incorporate more fruit and veggies, so one more piece of fruit and veg um, into your daily meals. uh, Because remember that fruit and veg are really the, the one types of food that contain the most minerals and, and vitamins and that are so healthy, making um, your diet so much more healthier. Right, another thing you can do is to try and meal prep. So when you don't have that much time to really cook all the time or all day, try to make a big batch of of a meal cook a big batch of it and then you can freeze parts of it and in that way you create your own ready meal because when you buy a ready meal or a frozen dish you also put it in the freezer and at some point just heat it up and then it's convenient because it doesn't take long to be heated up so you can produce it yourself, you can cook it yourself, and then you know what's inside it, and then you freeze it, and you just use it whenever you don't have that much time to cook, and then you just want something easy, and then, you know, you have your own ready meal that's way healthier, because it doesn't contain all these weird chemicals and no micronutrients anymore, right, Um, another thing that you can do is to try to remind yourself or keep um, aware of Trying to be healthier and having healthy food choices. So, for example, make a note on your fridge to remind you of your goals. And um, yeah, and a last thing that I wanted to advise you, but it's really not, I mean, it's not that you have to do it, it's just it would be very advisable. And I want to put it out there this idea, I want to put it in your head is to go and see your doctor take um, let your blood be taken and actually let them tell you if you're having certain deficiencies so they can tell you if you're deficient for certain um, micronutrients such as certain vitamins so you could be deficient for vitamin c or vitamin d or whatever or a certain mineral like iron or magnesium or calcium and they can figure it out and then this helps you to target your change in diet um yeah a bit better because you know for your very own body, for you individually, what you need the most or, or what you're short on the most and then you can target your diet change or the, you know, you you can really personalize it. Right, on that note, I hope that um, those strategies are going to be helpful and that you may implement some of them if you have any questions or want some more advice, please let me know. Um, I know there was a quite long episode and lots to process. Anyway, I'll leave you to it now and give you some time to actually let it sink in and think about it again and consider your food choices and trying to figure out um, how healthy your diet already is and how you can maybe improve on it. And yeah, I'll just see you again next time. Thank you for listening.